Hey neighbors, welcome back to The Flower House. I'm your host, Tamara. And I'm the co-host, Christina. And together, we are here to deliver a next episode. A new episode? We're here to deliver a new episode. And yeah. it's our next episode, so it they're is both right. Episode. So, you know, technically right. I definitely need sleep. Um, I'm coming off of a very long week, so anything that I say, do not hold it against me. But if you do... It's not really my problem. <laughs> she is always having a really long week because she always stays extremely busy. It's it's funny because I actually have a family member who always asks me, so where's Tamara off to this week? Because they, really? they know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they always ask me, so what's where's Tamara at this week? Because they know you always travel. Yeah, I... I feel like I've been all over the place recently. I think I counted today actually and I have been in like five different cities like in different states in the last two months or so it's like like, you you stay very busy it's like what are you doing I don't know I just need sleep but we're here we're here and you will get sleep after this I will I'm gonna sleep so good (laughs) oh my god so today's episode is something that we initially felt very different about (laughs) but I think we've come to now we're like on opposite ends of the spectrum like I'm in your almost your initial position and we're talking about children those cute little bundles of joy that are in our lives oh they're in your lives all right yeah I mean in your lives whether they belong to you or not some of us prefer not to you know have them of our own, but be around other people's. Other people, you know, prefer to be around their own and not other people's, you know? So it really just depends on how you feel about them. But because Christina is a mother, we're going to talk about, you know, kind of how that perception changes. I guess I'll get us started um, because I don't have children, so I'm not going to do much of the talking throughout the episode. (laughs) But as, as a little girl you're almost taught, right, to expect to have children. You're almost expected to have children one day. Right, and it's kind of Yeah, it's, it's problematic because not all women can have children. And or want them. Not all women can or want them. Right. And that also comes into the conversation of how do you define a woman? Because so often the argument is anyone that can have children is a woman. But there's so many women that can't have children. So you can't define a woman by her body, for lack of a better word, right? It's just not how it works. But I I do think, you know, as children, we're taught, like, you're going to have a child one day. Like, we're given baby dolls as toys, right? It's like, learn how to take care of this. And I mean, I'm sure they're more realistic now. But as a child, when I had baby dolls, like... You gave them a bottle, the milk pretended to disappear, and then you had to change their diapers once you gave them water. Like, these are real things. Like, you <laughs> you had to learn how to change a diaper at, like, four years old, right? <laughs> it's like, what is happening? You learn how to put outfits together with dolls and just things like that where they kind of prepare you to be a mother. Right. Um, we had dolls that they had a belly and you put babies inside the belly and then yeah but to get them out you just open the belly babies having babies 
No, it was it was the Barbie dolls. Oh, like dolls. the Barbie dolls. I've yeah. seen those. I know which ones you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. and so you kind of learn about all of that so young, right? You're like, how did you dress them? You know, all these different things. And you kind of learn to take care of someone else at a very young age. And so when you decide to, that you don't want your own, um, <laughs> then like society kind of looks at you like, uh, what? You don't like kids? Like, how could you not like them? Like, aren't your motherly instincts kicking in? Like, no, they're not. Oh, I hate that phrase. <laughs> they're not kicking in. My motherly instincts kick in when I'm like, ooh, probably shouldn't cross the street without looking both sides, like both directions. But like, I don't understand the concept of to be a woman, you have to have a child. Right. So with that, as a child, did you want children? Um, No. I <laughs> I actually didn't think about it much when I was a child. It didn't really, it wasn't something I thought about. And then when I was a teenager, I didn't want children. And as a young adult, I did not want children. So. And here we are. <laughs> here we are. Four I, years later. Yeah. And now I have a kid. And I find it, you know, what you said really interesting about like a mother's intuition, what'd you say? Um, mother's instincts, intuition, mother's, same thing. Yeah, mother's instincts. Like, you hear that a lot. Like, your motherly instincts kicking in. Mm-hmm. And I never, I feel like I never had that. But I'm going to confess, I don't feel like I even had that right away after having my son. And I didn't realize that was actually a common thing. And I felt really bad for it. Because I was like... I feel like I should, like, immediately, like, as soon as you have your baby, you should have, like, this instant connection. And I'm not saying I didn't. I had some kind of connection, but I felt kind of off, like something wasn't right. Like you were empty? I I don't know how to describe it. Like, it was, it was, like, some kind of connection, but it wasn't, like, how I thought it would be. It wasn't, like, a bonding connection. It was more of, like, this huge responsibility, and you feel like, oh, my gosh, I have to keep you alive. And it's like kind of like a stressful feeling. So it wasn't exactly like a bonding instinct necessarily. It was more of felt like a responsibility instinct for me first. And then the motherly thing like kicked in later. But apparently that can be really common, especially if you have like postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety. See, that's something you would only know with Google, right? Even with Google... <laughs> I, I wasn't until a whole year after I had my son until I realized that's what happened to me. Like, that's what was happening. Really? Yeah, I didn't recognize it. And it's funny because I feel like I looked out, I tried to, like, look out for that stuff, but it, it just didn't, I didn't realize that's what it was. It didn't click. Like, you hear about it happening to other people, but I didn't realize it was right. happening to me. But, yeah, no, I did not want children. I think I, think I definitely have some sort of instinct, caretaking instincts, but only towards children. (laughs) Like if you, if someone were to get sick, like catch a cold, I'd be like, please go away from me. Like most, a lot of women would be like, oh, let me make you some soup. Oh, (laughs) let me bring you. I'm like, don't get me sick. (laughs) (laughs) Self-defense. Exactly. Self-defense. And, like, as a child, I was always like, okay, I'm going to have 
this many kids at this age and do this, that, and the other. And as an adult, I'm like, which is really sad, but I'm, I'm looking at it, I'm like, as a black woman in the medical system, there's a really high mortality rate for black women having babies. Yeah. You know, it's very, it's very risky procedure. <laughs> it, it is. And it's very sad, honestly. It's, it is. I've heard of that quite often. Yeah. And it's a, um, it's painful. I don't like pain. It changes. <laughs> Especially if your epidural doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if that, it hurts. It's, it, um, you know, it changes your body. It changes your relationship. I know, I know there's so many great things that come out of it, but it changes your relationships with people. I've heard so many friends say, Hey, yeah, I had a baby and all of my friends disappeared. So, you know, it's, it changes so many things in your life. Now you're, you can't just get up and, and go somewhere without thinking about that little life that you created and that you're responsible for, or you shouldn't just get up and go without thinking about that little life that you created. And so, you know, just, I feel like as a child, you're just kind of like, I want one of me. Like, it'll be great. But as an adult, you're like, that's a lot of responsibility. It is. You're right. I didn't realize until I had a child, like, you really can't just get up and go do something that you normally would do. It completely changes. Your life now rotates about taking care of this little human. So everything that you would normally do, even if it's something like, oh, I'm going to clip my nails after I do this. That's on hold because you have to find time to do all those little things that you would normally do, like brushing your hair and stuff and fit it in the schedule. That's crazy. And I didn't realize like how intense that would be, but you just kind of have to make it work. So, you know, like he'll be brushing his teeth and I'll be brushing his hair at the same time. Cause it's like, Oh, we got to go. We got somewhere we got to be, you know, and it might take 10 minutes to get your shoes on. And it's crazy how they literally can control your schedule. And and I said earlier, like, I, did, I didn't want children. And I mean to say, do I still feel that way now is... I, I love, hope not. <laughs> the answer's no. Like, I love my son. I would never, ever change anything about that. He honestly... I feel like he kind of... I've told this to my husband. I was like, you know, I feel like he kind of landed in our life and pushed us to strive harder as yeah. humans. And it's interesting how a kid can do that because I can definitely see it in his dad. Like his dad now is, he's always been like ambitious and driven, but there's something about a kid that like clicks and you want the best for them. So it makes you like strive harder in not just your job and um, your work. It makes you strive harder as a moral person. Like you, you know that this person's watching you. And you want to set a good example. You want them to grow up to be an upright citizen, (laughs) not breaking the law. (laughs) So Break all the laws. (laughs) uh, So, you know, you're trying your best to, and then you change as a person too. And something else I didn't realize that kids can do to you is um, they make you think a lot more about your own childhood and how you were raised because- As you grow up as an adult, you can kind of like shut that stuff away and you're like, all right, moving on with my life. But then when you have a kid, a lot of that stuff resurfaces. And I didn't realize that. So I've heard very frequently that a lot of times somebody like a woman will have a child and she'll be going through like 
what it was like when she was a kid and relearning how she wants to raise her child yeah and then going to therapy because now she's dealing with her own inner turmoil so it's really common though yeah a lot of parents go to therapy just because of this just because they had a kid and they didn't realize like oh my god like (laughs) my childhood was not good I don't know how to and then you don't realize that like I don't know how to regulate my emotions I've never been in a state where I've had to regulate my emotions so much because there's so much because when you're taking care of a little human who doesn't know how to regulate their emotions there is nothing more that has ever made me feel more flustered or overwhelmed in my entire life it is very difficult to regulate your own emotions when you're trying to handle another child like a ch- another child another <laughs> your child. child but you feel like a child because you're like oh my god i don't i didn't learn this i don't know how to do this so you're re- kind of relearning and you're gonna make mistakes and you kind of relearn as you're trying to learn with your child so it's it's really interesting but Something I wanted to uh, say, try to not like talk too much, but I didn't realize before I had kids that um, I think it's called like childism, kind of like ageism. Okay. You know, like how a lot of people are like, oh, I hate kids. They're loud. They're messy. They're gross. And, you know, I had friends who hated. I never hated kids. I have siblings. I can't hate kids. <laughs> I mean, siblings is the reason people hate kids. But <laughs> well, I never like hated kids. I worked with kids. I didn't dislike them. I liked them. I thought they were funny. They say some really interesting things. By interesting, you mean offensive. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But it's funny. <laughs> it is. It's like, man, I wish I could have said that, but I'm not as cute as you. <laughs> I know. It's like, I can't get away with that. Secretly rooting for you. So exactly. like, I, I want to clarify, I never hated kids. I never particularly, I didn't dislike them. I liked them because, you know, I worked with a lot of kids, so I liked them. I just didn't want them for myself at the time. Right. And, you know, looking back, I, I don't, I wouldn't say I had like ageism or childism, but I did have friends who were, who did do that, who were like, I hate kids. I don't want to see them on an airplane. I don't want to see them out in public. They shouldn't be out there. And now as a parent, like well, looking at that. I might be, I might be these people. I'm just like, oh, damn it. There's a kid on the plane. I'm not going to get any sleep. Well, it, I, the way I'm looking at it now is like, I kind of realized that's not really any different from being like, oh, it's an old person or, or like, oh, it's a woman or, oh, it's, it's a man. It doesn't seem very fair because they can't help being a kid. And that's just how kids are. I agree. But take road trips with your kid. (laughs) We do. We do. And and I understand that. I understand it's like, oh, but at the same time, it's like, you know, they can't help being a kid. And kids are just part of society. If somebody doesn't like that, you know, I see people say like, well, don't take your kid out there. Don't go out. Kids are part of the world. If you don't like it, then you need to go somewhere else. I, I agree. I'd rather see your kid than your pet. Um, obviously, (laughs) but (laughs) you know, like I usually, I I don't mind kids. I like kids. I think kids are great. I wave at kids all the time, but just like when I really want to get a nap on a plane and there's a kid that's like within two rows of me, I'm like, oh my God, this is a disaster. Um, (laughs) but when they're quiet on the plane, I don't, 
It doesn't bother me. It's just like the crying. And I don't blame them for crying because your ears pop. That's not a sensation that you want. Humans aren't supposed to be in the sky, okay? So let's start (laughs) there. Like they're crying because they're like, this is not supposed to be happening. And I understand that. Crying is hard. It is. I don't mind seeing them in the airport. I love seeing them in the airport. I'm like, oh, how cute. Not going to be on my plane. This is great. (laughs) Uh, And when I say kids, I mean little kids that are going to like cry. If I see them in public past a certain hour, I'm like, why aren't they asleep? You know, like I came out at this hour because I didn't want to see kids. And I'm the parent that like, it's like, oh, when's bedtime? Oh, it's it's the first stars out. It's I see the moon. It's getting dark. Like, <laughs> Get I'm not going to take my kid out past bedtime. You kidding me? Unless there's some kind of crazy special occasion where we're like meeting up with someone. We, it's like, that's the only time available. You know what I mean? It has to be a really good reason. <laughs> exactly. I, I just don't understand this need for people to bring their kids out in the dark. It's like, oh my God. But I do love kids. I think kids are great. They're really funny. But I do understand that there's there's a lot that I just don't know about kids and I really don't want to know about them. You said to me yesterday you thought that they couldn't have cinnamon and I just literally <laughs> laughed out loud. <laughs> I Listen, that was so funny. I know there's like other thing they can't have papaya that's what it is google it kids can't have papaya at until they're like two years old yeah okay i learned that like two weeks ago um but there's you know there's some things they can't eat they can't eat papaya and they can't eat honey right they can eat honey till they're one yeah so i just threw cinnamon in there (laughs) it's okay i mean i can understand it could be like if they eat obviously if they eat a spoonful of cinnamon there would be a problem i mean for anybody yeah. so i understand yeah, they can't understand. eat popcorn and they're not yeah, supposed like to five. eat popcorn until they're like five or six and i'm just like my parents were really reckless like <laughs> there's a lot of parents who still don't know that rule i see a lot of kids like two and three year olds with popcorn and they just don't know and yeah i'm very much a cautious play it safe parent so i'm just over here like yeah. you're not having popcorn <laughs> You're on kid number one. If this was kid number four, he would have had fun, honey at four months old. <laughs> Just like, let's see what happens. No, I you're like, ah. that you're like, let's give this one vaccines and that one not. Let's see. Experiment. <laughs> Experiment. Creating this like one in private. In my living room. <laughs> private school and public school just to see what happens i knew one oh, guy that was just like he was like i really want twins so i could put one in private school and one in public school and see if there's really a difference in education wow and like the outcome because you would need a twin right because they're technically like the same person just not the same person right <laughs> and so i mean they have the same like they're identical right like genetically they're identical and so even though they have their little personalities. Don't get offended, twins out there. I, I know you guys are different people, but you have a lot in common. Way more than the rest of us have with our siblings, okay? So, <laughs> like, you know, like he wanted to run, like, experiments on his kids. But, like... That sounds... Not in, like, a creepy basement way. Yeah. I'm glad you clarified that, guys. Not in a creepy basement way. He just wanted to do it in a totally other creepy way <laughs> yeah he just wanted to play with their success he's like ah let's see if the one that goes to private school just happens to be rich and then maybe they'll take care of the other twin i don't yeah, know i don't know about that <laughs> something else i realized is um you know everybody associates kids it's like loud messy 
And something I realized after having a kid is why they are like that. Like why it happens. There's a lot of adults that are loud and messy too. They're That's called true. men. this is like what i was saying earlier you know about how like this childism ageism sexism (laughs) yeah i don't know sometimes i get upset when i see men in public i'm like who brought this man outside and saying all this i i don't mean like i'm not saying i don't think everybody should have kids let me just go ahead and say that i stand by that we are one and done I would never tell somebody, like any of my friends who don't have kids, you should have kids. It's a great idea. It's a lot of fun. No. If you like to sleep in and you like having your own time, don't do it. Don't do it because it's not for you. So I'm never going to be that person that's like, you should have kids because I will always preach like, you know what? Think about it carefully because it's a big commitment. (laughs) On hard days, Christina will text me and she'll be like, don't do it. don't do it it's a lot of work it It is and it's not saying that i don't love my son it's just it's very stressful and i'm like you don't want this kind of stress on your life unless you are fully committed you have to be pretty much like yes i want this i know what it is i want this we're gonna do it like i've read the instructions yeah wait they don't come with instructions they don't (laughs) so so all my friends out there who don't have kids i'm not saying you should go have kids. I think that every family, you have a pet. That's great. You don't have a pet. It's just you two. It's just you. Tamara, you are a perfect family. I'm not. If you're happy. I'm a human. Good, I'm a person. I will <laughs> never describe myself as a family to myself. Okay. Like, like, yeah, it's just me, my family. Well, you have your family, though. and I do have a family. Any family like that, like, you have a healthy dynamic. That's great. Yes, I, I do. I do have a family. I am not my family, though. <laughs> but you're doing great with how you're doing. Yeah, thanks. You don't have to have a kid to feel complete. Just because I had a kid, I don't think everybody should have a kid. Yeah, I mean, I feel like a whole stack of pancakes without a kid, so I'm doing great. Yeah, I really sigh when I hear these parents say, like, oh, you should have kids. I had a kid. And I remember when it was like before I had kids. You would hear that, and it's like, oh. And I still feel that way. It's like, oh. Because a lot of times it's now, well, when are you going to have another? And it's like, excuse me? like. Excuse I mean, me? he is really cute, though, so. <laughs> but going back to, like, uh, I didn't realize, like, what causes kids to be loud and everything. There's a lot of things that I didn't realize before I had my son. And I realized I really misjudged a lot of things about parents and kids. Oh, how, like when they're in public and the child's loud, it's not their fault? Well, one thing I always thought was if a kid is, if they don't say no to their parents and if they're obedient, that means the parents are doing a good job and they're a good kid. But I oh. realized that's actually not true. It can be. It, it can be, but I realized what a big part of it is usually when kids like immediately obey a parent, it's because they're scared of their parent. Yes. I'm still scared. Yeah, it's not necessarily like they do it out of obedience. It's they do it out of fear. Yeah. And I didn't realize that. And so I don't really want to raise my son fear based. (laughs) And he's been going through a very rebellious stage. And a lot of times I real I feel like, man, what am I doing wrong? Jump out and see what happens. So independent. (laughs) Like, why is he like just some no 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 stage? Like, and I realize like this is his way of showing independence. And it's just a phase. All kids do it just because other kids 
immediately listen to their parents, it doesn't mean that they're necessarily good kids who are obedient. Oftentimes it means it's because they're scared of their parents. And I don't want to install fear in my son. I don't want him to be scared of me. I want us to have a relationship. So, and this is going back to your childhood, were you ever afraid of your mother? Of my mother, no. Okay. (laughs) Not of my mother. Of your father? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your dad still low key scares me. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> my dad, my dad scared me. My stepfather definitely scared the living cheapest out of me. But not my mother. My mother was very sweet. So, you know, when I think it's part of like looking back on like how you were raised, and then you think about how you would raise your own kid. It's like I don't want to raise my son to be scared of me because I realize what kind of disconnect that can kind of bring when they get older. Right. So yeah, it might be hard right now. We might be struggling with him listening and he's having this, no, I want it this way and trying to, it takes more work. That's what it is. That's what it I does. realized. There's more work to communicate with this child and try to come to a compromise of like, I hear you. Let's talk about it. It's a lot easier to be like, no, I said no. And that's that. This is completely unrelated, but I just find it really funny. So I'm really big on like being supportive. You know this about me. And I was at work like two weeks ago and I was in a meeting with one of my coworkers and a meeting that he was in, you know, didn't go well or something like that. And he was like, he was just like talking about it. And I was like, I said, your emotions are valid. How does that make you feel? And he was, he just like stopped. And he busted out laughing. <laughs> but then he was just like, did you just tell me my emotions are valid. I was like, I did. He was like, you'd be a really good gentle parent. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I was like, thanks. I was like, I don't think I would though. I don't, I don't know if I just like <laughs> sit there and tell a kid like all the time, like I hear you, your emotions are valid because I've, I've had people tell me like, I hear you and not hear me. And yeah. I feel like that's, I don't need you to hear me. I need you to understand me. Yeah. So I don't know, like, how that plays into like kids do they just need to hear that someone hears them I mean they a lot of times yeah they do they do they need so part of it I feel like I'm no professional but (laughs) part of what I feel like professional (laughs) part of what I feel like I've learned is like they want to know that you hear them like you really hear them their feelings are valid And they also need someone to kind of guide them through their feelings because they don't know how to do that. They don't know how to regulate their emotions. You know, like he's angry about something. And a lot of times it can be just because, (laughs) excuse me, but kids, toddlers especially, get angry about the stupidest shit, okay? Let me just go ahead and say that. They could get angry about something that you would be, wouldn't even understand why somebody would be angry about it. But for some (laughs) reason, it's important to them. And it can be really easy to be like, that's that doesn't even matter. Why are you upset about that? But but you have to remember, and this is hard for me because this is going back to trying to rewrite how you were raised. You have to go back and be like, okay, it's obviously important to him. We can talk about it. And trying to like de-escalate, like just talk to him about it. Like, okay, I see you're upset. You, what you're feeling is anger and like labeling what they're feeling. And it, And one thing I keep telling him, is like, it's okay to be angry. Everybody gets angry, but it's not okay to hit. It's not okay to scream or bite. We have to like, 
regulate this in a healthy way. And that's what we're struggling with right now is the healthy way of regulation. Because when he's upset, he doesn't want to hear. (laughs) I can't imagine the amount of time and effort that takes. I mean, you could just raise him regular and then like pay for some therapy. It'll save a lot of time. <laughs> Let me confess, I'm not perfect at it. I I have a hard time with the yelling. Like it's too much. Sometimes I snap. I'm like, that's it. I need to walk away. I need to take deep breaths in another room. I can't because I don't want to say something I will regret. But I feel like him seeing me do that also makes him realize I'm just human and he sees mommy walking away taking deep breaths it's kind of like a model like okay she's walking away taking deep breaths because she's upset now because yelling is a lot I have a hard time with handling confrontation yes confrontation it's it's too much for me sometimes so I'll walk away and then we'll come back I'll come back and I'll ask him, like, do you feel better? And I'll say, I, I know I feel better. And then we can kind of talk about it once we calm down. And that helps a lot. But sometimes it doesn't work out that great. And I have sometimes, I have yelled at him before. And I always apologize. So I know that might sound silly. Like, why are you apologizing to your, your three-year-old? Like, they don't know. No. They do know, though. You should apologize. Right. When you do something wrong. Right. Because it's modeling. But if you yell at me, I'm yelling at you, child. <laughs> we're yelling at each other now but that's the that's part of the problem though because once they are all escalated they can't de-escalate so it's up to you to remain calm and de-escalate and that's really hard when you have someone yelling at you it's really hard to calm down and breathe when you can't even think so at what age do they learn to regulate their own emotions I have no idea. I hope it's soon. <laughs> I hope it's soon because we're, we're, isn't there been a rough patch for a while? And, you know, he he's a sweet kid. He is. He's the and sweetest. I know, and I know it's just part of the normal toddler behavior. They're exploring boundaries. They don't like to listen because they want to do their own thing. Something we discovered and his doctor has told us is he's the very stubborn super stubborn stubborn. so he is set in his little three-year-old ways already (laughs) but when i do make a mistake i will go to him and i'm like hey mommy sorry i shouldn't have yelled at you like that that wasn't very nice and you know what he usually says i'm sorry too for doing this like and we can talk about it i love that he knows i'm not perfect and i'm not trying to pretend i'm perfect and he knows mommy doesn't have all the answers i'm not trying to pretend i do i'm let him know i'm just one person i'm just one human but i love you very much <laughs> so i make mistakes i think that all parents do but i don't i used to beat myself up more about making the mistakes but i, I used to, to beat realize... you up when you made mistakes <laughs> It's really hard. You're going to make mistakes. It's impossible not to. But as something I realized is, you know what? You learn from them. You move past them. So, yeah. It's kids. It's hard. But you, I've learned so much since having a kid. And You've I have grown, grown so much. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like, I, there's stuff that I never knew. And then when I had my kid, I'm like, oh, yeah. Kids can't do that till their age this. Or, or actually, a car seat strap should be like this and not like that. 
you asked Christina five years ago, I would have been like, I don't know what age kids go in a car seat. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Start in the car seat. Like they're in the car seat, but then I don't know. Like, what happens after that? Does the Once car seat they can hold their head, anymore? they don't need a car seat anymore. I, yeah, like Christina, me five years ago, and not just kid stuff. Let me just say, it's not just kid stuff. It's also um, just emotions, learning, like how people work, how people can regulate relationships, not even with just kids, but like with other people. It's really yeah. crazy how much you like learn about this kind of thing. But I could go on forever, I feel like, but I'll end it here. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else you want to add before we um, start the good news on it? No, I think I think it just pretty much covered it. But one thing I will add is not everyone, like you said, not everyone needs to have kids. Not everyone deserves to have kids. Let's start there. But that's another episode. I mean, I feel like I don't deserve my son. I feel Aww. a lot of times. I mean, you know, you, you think back and you're like, man, you, you could use a mom who's a little more patient or who's more fun. No. <laughs> like- no, no, no. I, I mean, you definitely, you definitely deserve him. What I mean, like people that don't deserve their children are people that abuse children. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah, it's just like fuck you, and no. I don't say that lightly. I literally mean, I mean every seven letters, all seven letters. Yep. Now you got to spell it in your head. <laughs> Um, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, don't don't have kids if you don't deserve them. And the other thing is, even if you are not able to have children for whatever reason, maybe you spend too much time in a hot tub. Maybe that's a thing. Check it oh. out. That it must hot tubs do something with male fertility. I don't know. Anyways, oh. maybe you spend too much time in a hot tub. Maybe you had endometriosis or any of those other things that could cause you not to be able to have a child just because you don't just because you don't have a child or can't have a child doesn't mean that you can't be in a child's life and doesn't make you any less of a woman or less of a man because you can't have children it just means maybe you're the perfect person to adopt someone or maybe you can just do whatever you want if you don't want children you know there's options like there's IVF that's expensive. It is. I know. I mean, I, I feel like there's no like good way to like. It's hard either way. It is. If someone is. wants a kid and they can't physically have one, it's hard. Science is also progressing, so maybe you'll just be able to clone yourself and like raise yourself the way you wanted your mother to raise you. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that would be wild, right? Like if we just like all got the chance to raise ourselves. I don't think I'd want to do that. And see, like, can I make me turn out better than my mom made me turn out? Let's see. No, I I know what I was like when I was three. And I know why my son is like how he is right now. Because (laughs) I was a very defiant three-year-old. So I see him, I'm like, oh. Sorry, mom. This is where all the no's are coming from. It was me. I was the problem. But the, my rest of my childhood, I was, I, I was quote unquote, according to my mother, a very good child. So hopefully that good child will kick in soon. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. But I think we can go into the good news minute and wrap it up here. 
Okay, so this is kind of news back in June, but we decided to talk about it now. Katya Echazareta. So Katya, she made history in June when she became the first Mexican-born woman to travel into outer space. And she talked about how when she was seven years old, she told her mom, what do you think is the hardest thing somebody could do? And her mother said, for you, I think maybe being an astronaut. And she said that was the day that she decided she wanted to go to space. That sounds like you, Tamara. Like if somebody <laughs> tells you, like, yeah, this is too hard for you. Like this is the hardest thing you could do. You'd be like, I'm doing it. Like, bitch, I'm, I'm in. Hold my bear. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, she said that when she was 18 years old, she had to basically be a parent to her siblings. Um, her parents were going through a divorce. They didn't have a house. They had nothing. She had her job at McDonald's and she was a nanny cleaning houses, walking dogs. And then in 2019, she applied for the mission through Space for Humanity and she was already a NASA engineer. And then they told her she's going to space. And I just think that's so cool that she oh, wanted yeah. to do this and she got it. <laughs> She got it. She stuck with it. She got it. Like she achieved her dream of going into space. And I feel like achieving dreams can be really hard depending on what the dream is. So a dream is a goal without a deadline. That's true. A dream is a wish your heart makes. No, that's Disney. (laughs) (laughs) That's Disney. Disney. And we discovered that mouse lies. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It worked for her, <laughs> but she worked hard for it. So she did. It's not like it just happened. She she worked hard for it, and I'm really just like happy everything in life. You have to work for it if you want it. Unless your like inheritance is like billions and billions and billions of dollars. <laughs> I mean that's true, but like also, some people will get lucky. Do you want for anything if you have everything? I feel like I'd be pretty miserable. Like a lot of times, like. My husband will be like, wow, we had this much money. I'm like, yeah, you know, that's that's cool. But, like, do you really think it'll make you happy? It'll make life easier, but then what? You know what makes me happy? Going Taking to bed. naps on planes, yeah. And <laughs> help fucking children, though. <laughs> but, you know, you can, it's a lot easier to take a nap on a private jet. All I'm saying. That's true. That's true. Money could solve a lot of problems. They that's might. True. I mean, like there was that old song, like "Money can't buy you happiness," but I mean, ask a man if money can buy you happiness. I'm pretty sure he'll say yes because he bought, <laughs> yeah, he bought okay. that ring that married his wife. Uh, <laughs> it costs money. Yeah. All right, well, we're gonna wrap it up here. Thank you guys for joining us this week in the Flower House, and we will see you guys next week. Bye.